What is thy bidding, my master? Learn to know the dark side of the force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? And welcome to the first episode of the Inferno Squadron, a podcast about Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game. Uh, I am your host today, Adenar, and I'm joined today by my two wonderful, well, sometimes wonderful co-hosts, Coleman and Dave. Um, I'm going to start with you, Coleman. I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners, uh, give us an, uh, a little bit of your history, your gaming history, what, what really brings you to love Star Wars games and Star Wars in general. Um... That's that's kind of interesting. So, for, what first got me into Star Wars gaming was actually a game on GameCube, because, I, yes, I'm that young, is pretty much, it was the Star Wars The Clone Wars game for GameCube, and it was just so much fun sitting there for hours on end playing with my friends down in, like, pretty much the, the home entertainment center of our house, just hours on end, sleepovers, whatever else. Now, that's what really got me into the Star Wars gaming. But, um... Yeah, it's really, it's really it. What brings me to this one is I have such fond memories of, you know, the Star Wars Battlefront Two for the PlayStation, but which we all loved and still still love to play if we have it. Uh, and hopefully, this brings back some some good times of it. All right. So, what's your favorite non-Star Wars game of Ooh. all time? All time. Of, oh, of all time. Yes. Ooh, that's gonna be hard. You suck. I know, um, but I like to put you on the spot like this. Oh, wow, yeah, you really did put me on the spot here. That's that's kind of a tough choice, but I'm gonna have to go. I think uh, I'm really, I think I'm really enjoying Destiny right now, so I've got to go with that. Your favorite non-Star Wars game of all time is a game that was released like a month ago. I know. I'm disappointed um, in it. Well, it's it's like you put me on the spot here, and I don't have a good memory. So first of all, thanks. So, you have he has no memory whatsoever because the yeah, only game you can remember is the one that he currently plays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, shoot. Do you need time to think of this? Like, uh, do I have to? Give, do I have to call back him, on you? Give him a few. Give him give him give him a few minutes. Give him a few minutes. Let him sit in the corner, and he'll think of something better than Destiny. Anyway, I'll, I'll be right back then. <laughs> okay. So uh, that other voice you heard—that is our other co-host, uh, Dave. Uh, Dave, introduce yourself. Same questions. What got you into the Star Wars gaming? Star Wars in general, and what's your favorite game of all time, non-Star Wars related? Sure. Um... Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. Uh, I've been a huge Star Wars fan since I was a kid um, and a big gamer since I was, I mean, as long as I can remember. Um, uh, you know, I had, you know, n- memories of playing the Nintendo at, what, probably four or five years old. So I've, I've been a gamer for, you know, 30-plus years. Um, you know, currently I play a lot of... Um, Games like Battlefield, I, I put a ton of hours into the first Battlefront. I play a lot of games like you know Witcher and things like that are are big now. Um, but as far as like all time games that I've loved, um, you know, I've been a, I'd, I'd say it's a it's a close battle between, I'd say, Ocarina of Time Ooh. on the N sixty four. 
which is I think a lot of people's like canned answer for best game they've ever played. So I feel like that's way too cliche to go that route. I think the game that I really enjoyed the most um, that I probably have gone back and replayed more than any other game was Shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation 2. Um, which is a great game. And they're actually remaking it for the PlayStation 4. It comes out, I think, next February, which will be pretty exciting in, like, 4K with better graphics and stuff. And I don't know if they're going to change any of the gameplay. I, I doubt it. But um, that was a game that I absolutely love. It was That was a ton of fun, ton of fun. But, you know, right now, as far as gaming goes, I play a lot of... Um, play a lot of shooters whether it be first person or third person play a ton of battlefield play a ton of Fortnite, play a ton of um ghost recon so uh looking forward to the second battlefront i put a ton of time into you know, the battlefront that came out two years ago um had a lot of fun with it but i i know it had its faults which hopefully the second one's gonna fix so looking forward to this and you know chatting about this game over the coming months with you guys it should be a lot of fun Okay. Uh, as for myself, I actually am a fairly new Star Wars gaming fan. Um, I never owned a console until about three weeks ago. Uh, I was a PC gamer. Uh, sorry. I can't say I never owned a console. I haven't owned any of the new PlayStations ever or Xboxes. Uh, I used to own uh, an N60. Well, I still own my N64. Uh, and I do have a Wii but I didn't own any of like the, the major gaming consoles. But I've been playing a lot of the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, been playing through those in my free time. Uh, I also play a lot of Overwatch uh, currently. Um, I don't know why, because I've never really played uh, first-person shooters before. Uh, until Overwatch came out, and that has me hooked. I would say my favorite game, non-Star Wars game of all time, though... I'm going to go back and I'm going to go Mario 64. It revolutionized it revolutionized gaming. Uh the what they did. Um and I still go back and play it from time to time. So Oh, it's a lot of fun. It, yeah. it is. It's it the graphics aren't that great, but they're not as bad. It's one of those cartoony looks that doesn't the graphics aren't as important. Yeah, they uh, age better. They yeah. age much better. Yeah. yeah, I think wow. Think World of Warcraft. The the graphics in World of Warcraft, they're not meant to be all like crisp and high def because it has to age, and it has aged, and that's how I think of Mario sixty four. So uh, that's a little bit about me, Coleman. Are you back with us? I'm here. Okay. Are you ready with an answer that Do doesn't you... suck? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. it might suck. That's that's a, <laughs> that's an important addition to this. It has to be a game that doesn't suck, and we get to be the judges. Mm, okay, then. It's probably going to suck by y'all's eyes, but I actually started, like, I play Xbox One now, and uh, so I, I'm a console gamer now, but I guess the thing that originally got me hooked on gaming from the beginning was actually a PC game. Ooh. I'm intrigued. Uh, you really shouldn't be. It was no. RuneScape. Oh, that's not bad. Um, oh, yeah. RuneScape, fine answer. If that's the yeah, I mean that's it. It, it's, it was pre whatever they did to the combat system. You you want to know what game I actually thought you were gonna say, and then I'm like, oh shit, he's not that old. Doom. No, no, older than Doom. <laughs> Dave, you might have played this one, The Oregon Trail. Oh, Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, no. Or, does that no. date myself no. a no, little? No, I played Oregon Trail. Oh, that game was I'm, awesome. I'm, 
I'll, I'm I'm 34 years old. I definitely played Oregon Trail. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so <laughs> all right. So that that's a little bit about us. Um, so we're gonna just dive right into our Battlefront. I, I guess you can say our Battlefront news. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're not gonna go through every episode and just be like, "Here's what you need to do." We're not gonna break down everything every episode. Uh, we're more of a. We're just gonna wing it. And have a guideline, so so bear with us on this. We're going to start talking about our beta impressions. Uh, we all played the beta. Uh, Dave, you played on the PS4. I played PC. Coleman, you played Xbox. So mm-hmm. we kind of have the whole array of uh, uh, consoles and PC, the Master Ace, yeah. um, <laughs> on lockdown. So, uh, Coleman, we'll start with you. What were your impressions, thoughts, and all that on the beta? Uh, when I first got in the game, you know, I got in there and I loved it. Then, you know, I built up enough rewards to finally, okay, let me try this ship on, on a ground battle. And I died immediately. I ran into a wall. I was like, <laughs> oh, dear Lord, they're a whole lot different. And that aspect of it was great. Uh, like, I, I loved every bit of it. Um, but as I played, as I played more and more of the beta, I noticed some classes were more overpowered than others, like the infiltration. That was just insanely, I was like, every time you turn a corner, there's an infiltration person right there. It's like, I die. Mm-hmm. Immediately after that, you know, I played a little bit of the first story. We got to play as a flame trooper and the jet trooper. I love the concept of flame trooper and thank God he's getting a buff because he died instantly. And didn't hit anything. And I was a little disappointed. So uh, all in all, I played. I played a lot of ships, though. Ships were amazing. I couldn't ask for anything more. Okay. Except except for ship ship to ship collision, I could use that. I got hit ship to ship. Oh, I, I faced right through one. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe maybe I need to lay off the drugs. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I, I I thought I collided with ships. I know I collided with a lot of things. Oh yeah, that's really a fun. I, yeah, I mean I think the ships handle pretty good. As I think they've improved ship handling from the first one for sure. Massively. It feels like you have it feels like you have much more control over your ship. Um, I found myself hitting stuff a lot less than the first one, and that like the overall just being able to fly the ship and feel like you're in control and you know battleship to ship just felt smoother for me for sure oh yeah yeah now now coleman uh, so you said you played a lot of ships did you spend much time doing so the the game modes that were available let me just pull this up real quick so we we didn't have blast we had starfighter assaults mm-hmm. we had uh, the galactic strike. assaults and strike yep. so did you play much of the strike I did actually. That was my second favorite one, aside from like after ships. It was. So you weren't that big of a fan of the Galactic Assault, or did you just not like the the map and the balancing of the Galactic Assaults? I just didn't like the balancing of that map. Okay, so I guess what didn't you like about the balancing of that map? Um, pretty much, it felt like if you were. If you were the clone, like, what is it? No, if you were the droids, the separatists, you were going to get wiped out by the infinite wave of clones. 
Yeah. It didn't really matter. Um, as far as that goes, though, you know, of course, the B2 was incredibly strong. It was hard to kill. Boba Fett was always annoying. But, yeah, I just felt like it was unbalanced. It was a little predictable and boring to play. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will agree with you on that one. It, it was a little boring. Took a little too long for me. Yeah. But I, I'll I'll get into that when I start going over my review. Yeah. Uh, is there? I mean, is there anything else? Which ship did you generally fly? Did it? Was there one that you like? Did you stick to a particular class? It's a it depended in ships. If I was the rebels, I would always run the X wing because that just I played better with it for some reason. If it was the Imperials, however, I ran the bomber because I was like. Whatever reason that that was, those are just the two best ships I ran. Okay, now did you get I like I didn't actually even attempt to take uh, like Boba's ship or the Shimitar or anything. Did you have a chance to try those out? I got to try both of them out quite a bit, and Scimitar I was a little less than impressed with it. It could hit, but the stealth and capability and the squishiness of it, I didn't care for. So I was just like, I tossed it aside most of the time. Boba Fett, or Slave 1, I should say. Slave 1 was, I loved. Because the instant you start getting tailed or followed or hit, just drop a seismic charge behind you, everything's gone. Yeah, that was awesome. That, yeah. that was, yeah. yeah especially that was really... when you're like, like you're, you're starting to fly down towards Slave 1, you see that thing go off. It was just amazing. Okay. Now, did you get to try the Millennium Falcon or Pose, or did you try... I only got to try Pose ship, because the Millennium Falcon was always taken. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I would have guessed that it would always be taken. (laughs) Yeah. But I loved Pose ship. It was fast, it could hit, it could heal itself. I was like, I was impressed with Pose ship. Okay. Now, Dave, what were your impressions of the beta? Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, I played, uh, you know, I didn't play, I didn't get an opportunity because it just felt toward, towards like a really tough weekend to play a ton of it. I mean, you know, hopefully put in about, you know, a couple hours into each of the individual modes. I, I liked Strike certainly more than Galactic Assault. And I don't think it has anything to do with what Galactic Assault will ultimately be in the game. I think Galactic Assault sounds like it's going to be, um, pretty diverse that's going to offer you a variety of objectives based on the map you're on. I think all of that sounds super exciting for breaking up, you know, the gameplay in, a, in some fun, interesting ways, different from what we had in the first one with, you know, Walker assault being pretty much the same thing every time, just on a different map. So I think that'll be pretty cool, but I didn't love the map. I think Naboo was, was, was okay. It was, it was super, super linear, which I just kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, makes sense. A lot of the maps are going to be linear. I mean, game modes sometimes are linear, but coming from a place where I'm like a a battlefield player, I typically like the more open environments that don't feel as linear when you're doing a particular mode. So um, I feel like, you know, hopefully some of the other maps won't feel quite 
quite that corridory and and linear where it was like you know, obviously the big the you know you, you could go down the middle but then you had you know the, the and then especially once you got inside the palace like it was all just doors and corridors and grenade spam so that that wasn't a ton of fun but strike i thought was awesome um i i typically with it is certainly with the first one really enjoyed the smaller modes like sabotage in the first game was my favorite mode probably one of my favorite game modes ever ever made in any shooter game um and i love like the smaller more intimate modes where it's just lesser you know less players and like i think allows you to stand out a little bit more from from a talent perspective and a gunplay perspective than you get in like the larger modes where there's just so many more players so um i enjoyed strike a lot um you know, I got an opportunity to play with most of the special classes. Um, you know, in Strike, certainly the Rocket Trooper, the Jump Trooper, was extremely overpowered. Um, you could go on, you know, ten plus kill streaks with that thing without blinking an eye. Um, especially since you heal relatively quickly, and just you could get out of any harm's way. If you took any damage, you just pop your jetpack and you're, you know, forty feet away in like a second. And you know, your gun, the, the handgun he has, or the the blaster pistol he has, is super, super um, powerful. So they're probably going to look at that and nerfing him a little bit, as well as you know, to to Coleman's point of buffing the flame trooper who is practically useless. Um, the Wookiee Warrior I enjoyed a little bit, but I feel like they need to fix his blaster isn't, isn't super fun to use. They need to give it, I think, a little bit more splash damage, and it should be probably a two-hit kill, maybe one-hit headshot kill, just to make it a little bit more powerful because it is kind of hard to aim and obviously requires a decent amount of accuracy. Um, so I, I really enjoyed Strike. I thought it was a fun mode. Um, it was t- it was tough. You know, they probably need to vary it a little bit, Um but it was, but it was super. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that map a lot, um, and 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 had a, a good time. And ships I thought were fantastic. I mean, I didn't play ships as much as I played the other ones, just because I enjoy gunplay generally more than ships. But I was really impressed with the work that they've done um, to refine, you know, ships in general. Um, they're super easy to fly. They're a lot of fun to fly. Flying in and around capital ships and through ships and. Just the ship-to-ship combat was better. I felt like you could, you know, um, you could get away from people better than you could in the first game. Um, while missiles still lock on, I felt like you had the ability to, again, kind of get away and protect yourself, and you know, the ability to kind of go on kill streaks maybe a little bit more than you could in the first Battlefront. It just felt like a more refined mode. I mean, I think we all felt in the first game that ships was kind of an add-on. Um, they didn't really spend a lot of time building it up as its own mode. Fighter Squadron was really kind of boring. Um, you know, and outside of working ships into the Death Star DLC, they really didn't address it in, in any interesting way. So I think obviously they've, they've done a 180 on ships and really put a lot of emphasis on it in this new game, which is great. So that'll be a ton of fun. You know, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, I loved the first one. Um, I thought I liked how... In the first game, the gunplay wasn't, you know, super... It didn't require a ton of time to master the guns. I think it should be slightly a little bit more casual. It is, you know, Star Wars, and you do want to invite it to a broader audience, but I do think that um, they're going to add enough variance in the guns available and the classes available that it will give you a lot to play with and master at the end of the day, which I think is good for people that want to kind of just dig in and put a ton of hours into the game, like we, like we inevitably will. 
So that's a good thing. Um, I'm pretty positive about all of it. Obviously, there's loot crate issue, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit, which hopefully has been addressed in a positive way, so that won't be an issue. Um, and just really looking into to digging into to you know the new maps and all the other maps that they're gonna launch with. They're gonna launch with a ton more content that they did in the first game, which is great. Um, and that should be that should be great. That's the one thing I think sometimes with betas, right? Is you play the same map over and over and over and over and over again, and while it's fun because you haven't played a Star Wars game in a while, you're still like, all right, I think I'm ready for a new map. So, um, being able to you know play a bunch of new maps, which all look pretty awesome, and you know obviously go across, you know, all three trilogies or you know soon to be three trilogies, um, is going to be really exciting. So, uh, general for as far as I'm concerned real positive um um it helped confirm my excitement for the game so yeah it's good stuff okay then uh, you went you went quite in depth there and i mean that's good like <laughs> well no it's it's what we want like it's yeah. it's one of those things where we get different points of view like for me for instance i didn't actually i barely barely played uh anything outside of galactic uh um, why am I drawing a blank? Galactic, Galactic. Assault. I, like, I played ships. I Now, I did play ships. I think I tried Strike twice, and both times I loaded in, I was insta-killed. Like, there was just somebody waiting in front of me. I'm like, what just happened? So I got real frustrated with Strike. So I, I just didn't even play that really at all. Um... But I played Galactic Assault a lot, and there were there were. All right, for starters, the graphics in this game are insane. Yeah, I will say this: they they held nothing back, graphics wise. Oh, not at all. If anything, it's a little as bad as it sounds. It's a little too detail oriented. Like <laughs> perfect example is you know, and this is the picture you see a lot when people talk about the graphics in the game is all the leaves. Like, you get distracted by, like, all the leaves flying around in front of your face yeah. and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's, they're so good, it, it's a distraction. Yeah, um, I mean... Oh, oh, go ahead. Okay, there was a game in Strike where I legitly, the game, the match started, and I went off and looked at, like, you know, at Moss's castle, you know, there's Slave 1 that were in the side and all these other different ships and Easter eggs laying around everywhere. And I was like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, we're in the middle of a fight. I forgot about that. You're like, oh, crap, crap, crap. Dying, dying, dying. <laughs> um, and, but there were some other flaws. Like you said, in Galactic Assault, it all depended. So the droids were screwed until mm -hmm. they got into the building. And once they got into the building, I think it reversed. Especially into the, the, the main room at the end. There was no way that Stormtroopers could take that back. Just because of the... They made you come... When you die, you have to come in through three doors. Like, that's how you can come into the room. So as long as your team protects those three doors, the Stormtroopers can't do anything. But they have to get to that point. So I think there is some the strategic map points on there that, that could be tweaked. Yeah. 
They gotta um, make it less. They gotta make it less choke pointy. It, there's yeah. way too many choke points, and and that's what happens when you do like very linear type game modes. Is you do end up inevitably with choke points, and I think they had that. It, it didn't feel quite as bad in the first one sometimes, but they yeah they have to be careful with that because the last thing people want are like doorways that are nothing but grenade spam. Yeah, and uh, like uh, certain characters like so the uh, stormtroopers uh, had the Wookie. And the rocket guy, the rocket trooper, am I right? Those were the two non-heroes, uh, right, that you could pick from up for upgrades. Um, uh, I think yeah, it was I thought for clones it was just two jet troopers, but I could be wrong. Was it? It might have not have been, but like the the rocket, uh, the trooper, the one in that because the majority of people would get the upgrades available at the end of the fight. Mm. And then they would choose that. Well, you're using a rocket guy in an enclosed area. You can't escape that well in an yeah. enclosed area. So, like, it's it's just one of those things where it was, it's imbalanced in both ways at different points in the map. Mm. But it was very easy for stormtroopers to hold the droids outside. Oh yeah, very incredibly easy. Um. I, I think the assault class was good. I like mm-hmm. the assault class. The um, specialist, though. Like, the assault was good. The officer was okay. I, yeah. I, I didn't, like... Yeah, they had a turret, but the rest of their kit sucks. It was it was useful once you started to play with it, though. You, you found out, like, what they really are. Heavy was just annoying. Like, that shield is ridiculous. Like, yeah, being able I, to have that shield and shoot while you have the shield up. And that shield lasts a while. It does. Yeah. Like, way, way too long. Way too long, in my opinion. Yeah. Heavy's really good. Heavy yeah. was really good in the beta. Very good. The one I think yeah. that needed the most work, though, was Specialist. Yeah. Completely. Completely agree. Like specialist, you you felt so weak until you put that infiltration on. Then it's just go ham. The infiltration was great, but I mean, you're even. But it required you to probably or potentially play a style that, when you're playing as a specialist, isn't necessarily what you want to do. So you're the 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 big issue I had with specialists is like, who wants to use a four hit sniper rifle? No one. Like what? Well, that's not the point, right? I mean, most games sniper rifles are at minimum a two hit kill, if not one. Um, and I think they need to look at that big time and at least make it. Um, if you're gonna, it, I understand like the rate of fire for the sniper rifles is pretty high, so you're not gonna want it to be a one hit kill, right? Because you just lay waste to people. Um, but I, it would, I could see them maybe doing like a two hit if you can mix in a headshot, but it do, you definitely have to do something about they, they, they felt so underpowered again, until you went to infiltration, which then you were like a God on the battlefield, but you, you want to be able to feel like when you're just playing your base character with your base gun or your, or your, your, just your, your, your main gun that you can, you know, do some decent damage. And I think. As a specialist, at least in the in the beta, it did not feel that way. No, yeah, I tried. That was the first class I actually tried with sniper, and I was like, "This is disappointing. I can't one shot people." 
Yeah, and I don't think we're ever going to be able to one-shot, but it would be nice for them at least to have it be, just feel more, at the end of the day, feel more satisfying, to your point yeah. of, like, it just didn't feel fun to play that class, and people aren't going to want to play it if it doesn't feel fun, whereas the other classes, certainly, like, Heavy and Assault felt fun, and um, you want to you wanna have fun <laughs> playing the game, especially it's just just didn't just base when you when you weren't using your star cards or you weren't using your abilities like just wasn't a lot of fun oh yeah 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 i was like i play snipers generally in uh in fps's that i play so like a, a one shot like when i picked it when i first got into the game i actually expected to be able to one shot people with a headshot because that's how the majority of fps's are if you get a headshot with a sniper they're dead and then you yep. take a two to three body shots to kill. But the the counter to that is you have you can only get off so many shots. So if you don't hit a headshot, then the likelihood that you're gonna hit two to three body shots on them before they take cover is slim to none. Right. You know, right. It, it's it was very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, and. And that's the one takeaway I have from all this is I just want them to buff the sniper a little or the specialist, as they call it. Yeah. No, I said I played I played sniper first, but majority in these kind of games I I'll play like the like the heavy machine gun people. Whatever, whichever game you're referring to or whatever else, not generally heavy machine guns are very broad term. So. Yeah, the 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 damage dealers. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I loved it. Now, when I did play, I really enjoyed, and the one I will probably play the most of once it goes live is probably going to be Starfighter Assault, um, just because I can fly better than you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I mean, that's not me being cocky, it's me playing on a PC, and like now having a, a a console like flying on a PC is just ridiculously simple. It it really is. Like I fly and maneuver just with my mouse. So it goes where my mouse goes. And that's all I have to worry about with flying. So mm-hmm. so it's super simplistic for like the controls and you can do pinpoint you can do better pinpoint turns and stuff like that. Um and it's just, and I mean, I have a gaming mouse, so like, I have it hotkeyed onto like the tacks onto my gaming mouse and stuff like that. So I, I mean, I'm really gonna enjoy doing the Starfighter assaults, um, when when the game goes live. But I really wish I would have played Strike more. That's the one thing I, I wish I yeah. would have done. Yeah, no, Strike Strike was a lot of fun. I think. I think somewhere I saw they changed up the tactics a little bit, which I, that was the thing that off put me, where it was just, okay, grab it, run to one point, grab it, one run to one point. It's like, if you could switch spots, like first order goes to defend, and then resistance goes to attack, and then swap positions, I'd love it. Like, best out of three. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's... I, I mean, I can't really speak to it because, well, honestly, I don't know. So <laughs> it's between you two on this one. But uh, if from what you said, it just kind of seems like a back-and-forth game of Capture the Flag. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's more like... Um... What, what, what would be... 
Yeah, it's a good. Yeah. I'm, I don't. I'm not thinking of a of a comparable mm-hmm. game mode to the last. There wasn't really something similar to it. One. one you're you're basically you're yeah. It's like a. It's more like a like an extract the hostage type deal. Yeah, like you're trying that, yeah. you're trying you're trying to get the artifact to an extraction point. Um and if you drop it and they can obtain it back and control it for a long enough period of time, then it goes back to the starting point and you have to start all over again. So it's Okay, yeah. What yeah. I, yeah, what I liked about it was um it felt I didn't. I think I liked just. I enjoyed the map a lot more. So maybe it had less to do with the mode. I think than I just didn't like the Naboo map that much. Um, and it just felt like so corridory and linear to me. And like you said, I had a difficult time spotting people on it because it was just so visually distracting. I do agree with that. Like it just felt like I couldn't see anybody <laughs> most of the time, and I just didn't have that same issue. Um, and just had generally much better gameplay and just felt like I was doing a much better job playing Strike. Um, and, and again, I do think I like the smaller game modes, from at least in the first one I love. I mean, I liked Walker Assault, don't get me wrong. Walker Assault was awesome for any Star Wars fan that, that was just like pure fanboyism playing that mode. But um, my favorite mode in that game was Sabotage, which I think was a smaller mode and was just a lot of fun and i think when you have the smaller player counts it just you know individual skill can come out a little bit more um and i generally kind of like modes heroes are super fun but i generally like modes that don't have them because they the heroes tend to be super overpowered so yeah i i mean anytime you have a hero like darth maul show up you're just like and i'm screwed like don't even try it like that's how it was with galactic assault like, oh, oh yeah. you go into a room and Darth Maul's ripping everyone apart. You're like, and I'm just going to turn around and run. <laughs> yeah, and, and, they, and they get force pushed or whatever. He, he, he was, Maul was awesome. I didn't, get a, I didn't get a chance to play as him. He was almost always picked. Um, I got a little bit of a chance to play as Rey. She was fun. But uh, the heroes the heroes look like they're going to be a lot of fun, just like the first one. So I'm looking forward to it. But um but at the end of the day, like I, I like just the standard, you know, infantry guys gunplay and just being able to play as those guys, and um, that's why I think I took the strike. So, yeah, I didn't actually get to play as Ray or Maul because I never wanted to wait that long. Like I wanted to test out all the ships that you could da- take, all the other yep. special characters that you could take. I pulled the same thing as you, Coleman. The first time, like, I hadn't done uh, a Starfighter battle yet, and I went in, I got a ship, first thing I did, crashed into a building. Yep, because the controls <laughs> are so different, it's like, Like, you didn't know what cow. to expect, you're just like, ah, uh, and, oh, oh. Oh, on the Yeah. It's like, oh, it's super sensitive. I okay. also don't know how, like, ships on Naboo are useless, because you can't see anything. No, I would say they're pretty useful because it's it's a very linear map, so there's a lot of strafing. Yeah, but I think if any players, like I guess if players are out in the open and they're and they're pretty terrible, perhaps. But like, there's most there's so much cover in the little corridors to the left and the right that like 
I, I wasn't killed by a ship at all. And like when I strafed a couple times, like yeah, me, I just I felt like it was just, I felt like it wasn't as rewarding as like say when you were in the snow speeders and strafing on Jakku or Hoth in the first one, or you know being able to take people out in the in when you were pilots in in Walker Salt um in the first one just there it just seemed easier to find people um than it did on Naboo. Plus there was so much building like so many buildings that it was like just a hazard course trying to fly around them. I don't know. Yeah, now couldn't you just shoot at the actual, like, uh... You could, and it was super useful for blowing that up, right? Or yeah, the, the yeah. big machines, the... the yeah. what I can't even remember the name of the what the droids were escorting. But, uh, yeah, that's what I would shoot that and any of the support that the, uh, the droids called in. So, okay. it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this yeah. podcast. Yeah, um, no, I... I actually, when I did ships, though, I was a little bit different than than you, Coleman. I actually did the, the A-Wing and the Interceptor. Those are the ones hmm. that I... I went for the quicker ones. But I think that has something to do with the flying on the PC. Because like you can make those quick adjustments and know where you're going a little bit better than you can on a console. Yeah, I'll I'll agree to that. I I like the bomber because it was just it was just a tank and a monster. Yeah, the interceptor I just liked because if somebody was chasing you, it was real easy to get away. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the only part of the beta that we didn't talk about is probably the most important. And that is the the cards and the loot chess. chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the big controversy. So, yeah. if you weren't aware or you didn't play in beta, you get your cards to upgrade your abilities, your weapons, everything. You would be getting them all from loot boxes. And mm-hmm. essentially, it was a, a pay-to-win situation. Right. And, and people obviously uh caught on to this and we're like no that's not that's not cool you can't yeah. you can't have a pay to win otherwise i mean it would the game would be dead on arrival if they yeah did that. i mean well it wasn't pay to win yet but they felt like it was going to be because you yeah. couldn't spend money on the beta but like the way that it the way that it appeared is that obviously we're going to be able to spend money to buy more and people were getting very concerned that it was going to be you know, pay to win. And you're right. It would be dead on arrival. People hate that stuff, especially when you've just paid $60 for a game. Yeah, pay $60 and then pay another $500 to get the best. Yeah. And, and Well, not even guaranteed. You'd have a chance to get a shot at the best because it's all it's all random. It's all random. Yeah, it's all random, man. So I, I, there was massive backlash from this. I didn't catch on to it until after the beta because, honestly, I didn't even... I didn't even worry about the star card progression or the star cards or anything like that because I knew it was beta and it was all going away. But then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, yeah, no, this is crap. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of this. So, uh, I mean, they came out and you had to know from all the uproar that they would end up changing it. And they did. So actually, I think they released this today, didn't they, Coleman? Yep. So, yep. good timing on our parts. 
So what? for once, we 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 were just on the nick of time. Uh, they announced that they are updating and changing the uh, the star cards, uh, basically. Uh, well, the the crates, anyway. the crates. Anyway, what you can get out of the crates. So you're still going to be earning crates, and you can still buy crates. That's not going anywhere. Buying crates is going to be how this game makes money after the initial purchase. It has Which... to be in there, otherwise the game won't be played in three four months. Mm-hmm. So we don't want supporting it. Yep. So that will always be there, but they took out the chance. So the first thing they did is Epic Star Cards, so the, the best of the best, the highest tier star cards available at launch have been removed from crates. So this right there takes the pay-to-win to mentality out of it. Uh, it's to help keep everyone on a level playing field. These star cards will be primarily be available through crafting, so you can still craft them with the exception of special epic star cards available through pre-order, deluxe, starter packs, special situations. which I'm fine with because a lot of people start out with that. Yep, and making the epic cards available through crafting just means you can get them by just playing the game. Yep. The more you play, the more epic cards you get. Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. There's no... If you see someone day one with it, I'd question it a little bit, but it's probably just one of the pre-order ones. Yep. Now, the thing is, the next thing they did... So, so the first... When I read this first part, the thing that popped into my head was, well, what's to stop somebody from buying $500 worth of stuff to get the stuff to craft the epics? So, what they did next is you'll need to reach a certain rank to craft upgraded star cards. So you won't be able to buy a bunch of crates, grind everything up in craft, into crafting materials, and immediately use them to make powerful star cards. So you won't see people day one with the top tier of everything. Because no. they just bought a bunch of crates and power leveled their way up. Right. I mean, you can still level pretty quickly in these games, but it at least gates it somewhat, which is nice. Yeah. It, it makes it not pay to win, it makes it pay to be slightly above average. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's more like a pay to speed up. Yeah, but you don't. You're not going to get a crazy advantage. And over... you need to play the game. Like you need to put in time. Like you need to level your character. So like at least the people that inevitably will be getting these things maybe sooner because they're spending a little bit of money. It also requires them to have gone in and played the game. So at least you're, you know, if somebody does have this stuff, they've put in some time and effort to to get to the point where they can use them, which is, I think, good. Yeah. Like a little, there's a little incentive there to buy, to pay to play, but it's not really evident. Yeah. And I mean, one other thing they did, and we'll get into this right after this, uh, with the pay to pay to win scenario that had that before they implemented this it just encouraged people to not play like that's what it was and that was Mm -hmm. my biggest grape is i actually before this came out i considered canceling my pre-order because i'm just like why pay 60 dollars for a game where i go into a pvp scenario and if i didn't spend 500 dollars, i'm already at a disadvantage Right. Right. Yeah, and that won't exist day one and that yeah, yeah. It this is super this is super helpful and and they had to address it 
um, because there was obviously the tremendous amount of backlash that there was in the community, but just it it makes for a better experience for everybody, especially like especially those casual gamers that maybe aren't going to put a ton of time in. Like if they start showing up and like they're going five and thirty every round, they're not going to play very long, and you're going to lose people who potentially, if they enjoy it and have fun, might throw five, ten, fifteen bucks towards it you know you never know you you got to create these people these gamers and you have to give them an experience that they enjoy and then hopefully that you know turns them into these more hardcore gamers who might spend money so um this was very smart to do to do this stuff and to try to tweak it they still have to make money get that but do it in a smarter way that that involves you know better gameplay and you know, just people generally having a, a better feeling about how the progression system works. Yeah. Now, one thing that I love that they did is, like, what's the most important thing when playing an FPS? It's what, mm. it's what kind of gun you have. Mm, it's, yeah. you, you know, I mean, everyone wants the new great gun. They want to improve their gun because it's a first-person shooter. The one thing you want to get better is a gun. Well, the guns are locked behind specific milestones. So a select few guns will be found in crates, but the majority of them you can't even craft and you can't even get in crates. You can only get upgrades to those special weapons by playing the game. So no matter what, you can't buy your way into weapons. Hmm. Yeah, I really like that idea, though. It's... It's set to a point where it's like, what was that game? Uh, Modern Warfare Two, where everything was locked behind like a level. Oh God, I never played that game. Yeah, oh. I mean, I think that's a lot of shooters do that. They lock it behind levels, or they lock it behind um, currency that you buy by leveling. So, like in Battlefield One, like you had to be a certain level to unlock certain guns, but then you had to have currency available to buy them so which you got by leveling up so um i think generally people like that um and it also might be um like unlocks based on accomplishments so you know maybe unlocking one gun requires you to use another gun and get 500 kills or requires you to do x amount of certain things from an objective standpoint to unlock it like some of the stuff that they gave behind you know, DLC or some of the stuff they did with guns that were released in DLC for the first game where you had to complete certain, you know, objective um, things or, or kill-based uh, objectives to be able to get, obtain the gun. So I like that. I don't – I it, obviously, weapons can make a huge difference if they're better than other weapons, and, and certainly you don't want that locked behind a paywall because that's, like, the definition of pay-to-win. Um, so that's – I think that's good, and it gives people something to work towards. Milestones are always nice. People like to grind, so it gives uh, people a sense of progression and working towards something and having rewards, so that's good. Yeah, and, I mean, how do I put this right? The weapon is what people grind for. People don't grind day after day to upgrade one of their abilities. People grind day after day to get better gear. or I mean, that's the basis of most games I've played. Yes. Yeah. Like, you grind to get, like, Destiny 2. You, you don't grind to 
get some useless thing that really isn't that important. You grind to get a better gun. You grind to get a better uh, helmet. You grind to get, like, gear. And by making this gear not available in crates, and really only through playing the game, it just encourages you to play more and more and more and more. Um, Now, I can't remember. Are they going to have skin variations of the weapons? Can you change the color or anything like that? I don't think so. That could be another thing that they could add to the game. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure they'll have skins for characters available at some point, but uh, or if not, at launch. Um, I don't remember reading that they'll have skins for guns, but they might. I don't know. Because that's yeah, always something people love to do, is get the weapons they love in different colors and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because some you can actually visually see, but I guess in Battlefront 2, there's a third person, so, Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where eventually, like I'm a big fan of uh, crates in games like this having nothing to do at all with actual gameplay. I want all my crate stuff to be cosmetic, and mm-hmm. I think they could even go farther into the cosmetic realm of this and get rid of all the upgrades out of the. Out of the crates. Now, will that happen? No. But it's something that down the road you could see it happening. Because eventually, people aren't going to be needing crates. They just won't. Uh, So they need to constantly be adding stuff to the crates. And that's where you get the cosmetic stuff. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, over time. I mean, I think generally that's the better system is to have these things like, um, again, like Battlefield, only because it's the same developer, right? So, I mean, there's so much that they borrow because it's their own stuff. So, you know, DICE makes Battlefield, DICE makes Battlefront, um, and it it just makes, like, if you look at the Battlefield 1 um, battle pack system, it's it's all aesthetics, it's all gun skins or um, tank skins or plane skins or, you know, squad XP boosts and things like that. Like, But, I mean, people didn't love all of that stuff because it's so randomized and, like, you want to be able to get a, you know, a skin for a certain gun that you use and you keep getting them random for guns you don't use and um, that could happen a little bit. Here, too, I think people were worried about, like, well, what if I only want to play heavy and I can't unlock stuff for heavy and I keep getting star card ability upgrades for specialist and I think they addressed that too which is nice um so yeah they did address that so like the last line they talked about was that class specific gear and items can be unlocked by playing as them so as you progress through your favorite class you'll hit milestones granting you class specific crates so that will include a mix of star cards and crafting parts to benefit your class's development. So, me, I'm probably going to be playing Specialist a lot because I play Sniper. That's, I'm probably going to be getting mostly those kind of uh, crates. Assuming they make Snipers good so you can actually kill people. Oh yeah, no, I'm still going to play it. <laughs> I don't I don't care. I'm still playing it. I'm probably going to play a lot of Heavy. I really enjoyed the guns for Heavy. I thought they were a lot of fun. And I liked having the extra health too, which is nice. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely gonna enjoy playing heavy, but I think I might enjoy playing assault just a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I I generally like to get in there and mix it up quite a bit when it comes to shooters. You know, I enjoy snipers um, as like a a gameplay kind of just a break in the monot or not monotony, but like just as like a you know break in the gameplay if you're playing a lot of like you know close quarter stuff. But um, but yeah, assault and heavy is probably what I'll focus on the most. So. No, yeah, I can I can see that. See, I get when I play like up close and personal. Like if I was mm-hmm. playing the the heavy class, I get too much tunnel vision that uh, I don't realize when somebody's coming to the sides of me, and then I die. So I can't yeah. ever do that. So that's yeah. that's that's just how I I go about it. Like that's how I've been in almost every game. As I get tunnel it's vision. It's okay to die. It's okay yeah. to die. You Kill can death die once or twice. That's about it, though. Yeah. Kill death is one of the most overrated statistics in shooters. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing I do wish that was a little different is I wish you didn't die. Like, you can die easily in this game. I wish... You mean just from, like, a time-to-kill standpoint? Yeah. Like, I wish they had a little bit more health. Like and, and this goes for everyone, like all classes, all heroes, all and all maybe not the heroes, but all the classes. I wish you had more time to like you run out there and then you're like, okay, I'm going into the battle. All right, I took two to three hits, I'm dead. Okay, spawn time, going back out into the battle. I took two to three hits, and you're spending most of your time running back and forth. Now I I know a lot of people will be like, get better. Well. If you don't have the health to withstand taking a hit or two, then there's nothing skill can do about it. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that has to do with, though, because I don't, I think the time to kill, well, the time to kill in Battlefront is slower than Battlefield. So, at least certainly from, like, what Battlefront 1 was to what Battlefield 1 was, the time to kill was much slower for for, for Battlefront versus Battlefield. And I think the... Um, you play a lot of Overwatch, which has generally slow time to kills. Mm-hmm. Um, and is again very like ability based gameplay and team based gameplay, so it's just a very different feel. I do wonder if that has something to do with it because I don't, I don't, I think for other shooters, I'm not super familiar with how quickly you die in Destiny, but I think it's pretty quick. And I think certainly things like Call of Duty, like you're dead in a second. Like the time to kills in that game are super fast. So, like it's slower, I think, than some other shooters in in the genre, um, as far as like how quickly you die. But, but yeah, I mean, I think you do just need to kind of get used to that because I don't think they're going to tweak that all that much, unfortunately. Yeah, and that will come with time. It's just as a specialist, they're generally the the weakest, like the easiest to kill. So, like, if you have somebody coming up behind you or you take, like, a random shot from somebody you don't see, you don't have as much time to get out of the way um, or to flee. And I think that was just my problem. I'm not saying I'm good at this game. I'm not. (laughs) But I enjoy it. And that's, and you know what, they think that is all that matters. It's a Star Wars game. It's supposed to be fun. You know, you're not... There's, you're going to have your tryhards that are certainly going to be throwing up, you know, 50 and 10 games and things like that. But, you know, generally it's just all about having fun and um, 
being immersed in this world that they do such a good job of building. So I think, we're, you know, and just all the maps and stuff, I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so it much is. fun. And there's so much more depth, I think, to this game than there was to the last one, just from a variety, variety of gameplay that they're going to have in the game. And hopefully, you know, there's more heroes, obviously they're going to be giving DLC for free, which probably means we'll get less DLC, but at least everyone will have it. So we'll be constantly splitting the player base, which is good. Um, just for a sustainability standpoint and just, you know, ensuring you have full servers and things like that. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have a, you know, four or five kill death ratio, um, at least in a game like this, I think it's kind of, especially one that's supposed to be focused on objectives, like play the objective, have a good time. That's what matters. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about, uh, the campaign. Yeah. No, like that, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun too for sure. Yeah, like Coleman, didn't you say you read somewhere like it's gonna be eight plus hours of story yeah, mode? It's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to play out to be eight hours of store of campaign. Which for a like a video game that also has a massive end game PvP like campaign like PvP uh, game modes, that's a lot. Yeah. And for, a, and for a Star Wars campaign, generally you're going to kind of take your time and look around a little bit. Yeah. Because everything that they put in this game is canon. Yep. Yeah. So you you kind of want to see, like, did they put any Easter eggs in the game? Or, you know, what's what's there, what's not, what do you recognize? I guess I guess it's Easter egg, but anyway. Like, what 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 pops out, really? Like, what can be taken away from this from the story mode? Oh my god, I can't even wait. Like the story mode is what what ultimately I was like, I don't care what's going to happen if it's pay to win or not. I'm going to keep my uh, pre-order because of the story mode. Yeah, it looks really yeah. good. And it's all canon, so they're creating a a new unique Star Wars story that is meant to be not just an experience while playing the game, but like permanent canon in Star Wars lore. And that's a cool thing for anyone that's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, because mm. we're getting so much new Star Wars canon that, yeah. I mean, we went for through like a 10-year drought, really. Yeah. And did. then Disney got us hands on it, and then, you know, all hell broke loose And as far as canon. Everything was basically yeah. gotten rid of. Yeah, I know. Which, which this game, I'm glad it's being told from more of an Imperial standpoint instead of just the usual like, Rebel, whatever else not standpoint. Mm, I find it funny that you're excited that it's all you know about what? the Empire. I'm not even going to comment. Just, <laughs> <because>. <laughs> now, did you guys see how big this game actually is? No. It's huge. You, you mean from a file size standpoint? Yeah, from a file size. They, they released that like in the past day or two. How big? The full, the full download size? Oh, yeah. was it like 70 gigabytes? Not 70. Oh. That's uh, what Battle, so that's what Battlefield 1 is. It's 70 Battlefield gig- 1? So yeah. on the PS4, it's 23. Oh, that's, yeah. No, say, like that's wonderful because there are games that are way more than that. Really? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's nothing. Battlefield is in the set is in the sixties or seventies right now, on my hard drive. Okay. I guess I haven't really, I haven't really looked at what 
like my other games are because I mean it's 27 on the PC, Xbox One it's 19. I don't know. That'll be great. I think The yeah. Witcher, The Witcher was big. Uh, but I think ba- uh, Batman: Arkham Knight was like 50 gigs. Like, nah, that that's I'm very excited. I'll take 23. I can fit it. I'll just delete the beta. Yeah. The beta, I think, 16 gigs in and of itself. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe it's on top of that. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. That sounds right. I mean, they might have been smarter about the way that they built it and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, Battlefield is a huge game at this point. It's had you know two DLCs and stuff like that. That's why it's gotten so big. Uh-huh. So now the other thing that I was going to point out: Did you guys see how much was reportedly spent on this game? No, I didn't see that. How much? I. Uh, God, I don't know the all right. So I don't know the exact dollar amount, but it was like two hundred sixty-eight million. I want to say. Oh my god! It's like it was like the second or third most, like, basically the most money spent on a game. Now that includes everything. So that includes marketing, probably the book. Yeah, which like, if, if you haven't read the book. I suggest you read the book before it comes out. I oh that's I'll probably honestly get it on audio. Yeah, that's fine. Because um, I mean the same lady who uh, is the voice of um, Iden. Yeah, she voices the book too. Yep. So, uh, and Christy Golden is probably my favorite sci-fi author. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it will be really. It's. I'm just excited, and you know, there's going to be little cameos here and there. Oh yeah. I As bet there you, always are. I bet you maybe we see Wicket. No, we won't see um, Wicket. <laughs> probably no Wicket. Probably. Uh, I, no. I hope. Honestly, I hope we see Wicket. I mean, they might always throw one in there just because the. Uh... At the end of a blaster being shot. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know what? Mm. No. Oh, uh, they yes. might, you know, listen, They this does take place right after, right, the fall of uh, the, second the Empire, the second Death Star, and Endor, where a bunch of Ewoks took down the entire Empire. So I would imagine that potentially they'll show a couple Ewoks, but yeah, I wouldn't expect there to be a high, heavy Ewok influence in this game. Well, they have to, like, I guess I remember them saying that, uh, and, like, the story mode is them, like, having to get off Endor and all that stuff. So, like, I can almost guarantee you're going to run into Ewoks. Yes. So you're going to have to kill a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> if, they, if they make, like, a horde mode, like, in Gears of War, where it just ends waves of, upon waves of Ewoks coming at you... <laughs> I'll be. I'll play that all day long. Uh, you're a horrible person. Why oh, would you want to kill? I mean, I guess I'd be the same way if they sent waves and waves of porgs at me. I hate yeah. porgs. I don't know why. <laughs> I just hate them. I, I, I haven't that, even, really been haven't even seen them. I from that yeah. one second clip of him trying to act like Chewie. I was just like, wow. I hate you. 
like the poor merchandising hasn't even started yet. Like you're just you you we we're just at the tip of the iceberg for what's I'm sure to be Porg Central in about a month and a half. Porgs equal Jar Jar Binks. To Disney, Porgs equal money. That's what they thought about Jar Jar. <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm just saying. That's what, that's what George Lucas thought about Star Wars. Remember, that's long before Disney was involved. Disney's, I think, slightly smarter with their character creation than George Lucas is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Disney doesn't fail at a whole lot. Let's, let's remember that. Hey, trust me. I'll give you that one. I still, I still hate porgs. No, that does not take away from the fact that you are allowed to hate porgs. All right, I, I I will totally give you that. And if Coleman gets to kill Wicket, I get to kill porgs. That's fine. We'll see if Coleman gets to kill Wicket. I'm sure Disney can can build up a a DLC porg mission for you. There we go. Make (laughs) it happen. I want this now. So, all right. Um, I guess one question I, one last question I have for each one of you is, if you could add one thing to the game, what would you add? I'm putting you on the spot again. Who wants to go first? Um. All right, Coleman. You start. You, you talk first. You get to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go first. <laughs> if there's one thing I want to see that can be added to the game. It's going back to Battlefront 2 in that single-player Galactic Conquest-like mode. I don't even... I didn't play that game, so I have no idea what that is. You're missing out. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely something where... It was like, yeah, it was, you know, against bots, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just just going around, it's like a giant chess match, and then you gotta fight for each planet. Was it more of a PvE mode? Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like campaign story based as much necessarily. It w- it was its own mode, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that mode a lot. So, okay, uh, Dave, what about you? What's one thing you would add? Um, to based on, I mean, so this is adding something to the game as we don't understand it to be in yep. the game. Yep. Um, you know, I would love. So and this is just this is just me, but I think it would be really cool if they added in um as a like, part is not necessarily like the hero level characters, but like the secondary heroes when you were playing specifically as the clones, some of like the known clones we know from Clone Wars. So like you're talking Rex fives. Like Rex and Fives and, and Heavy and things like that would be like pretty cool to have in there. Um, I think you know. So being like able sub to be... subclasses. I think well, we would... like just just instead of it being like a like whatever like a jump trooper, like have it be not necessarily be, like have it just be all right. Someone can spawn in as fives. Okay. Like I think that's just kind of cool because like you know those characters are really fun from the from Clone Wars and um you know while they're not like hero level like listen they're not like they're not important enough to deserve a whole hero character i totally get that and there's like a million other characters that we'd rather have as heroes things like you know like you know obi-wan and stuff that we'd much prefer them put hondo into this, put into this game no hondo hondo no, no. 
We no. can't talk about Hondo in every podcast. But I, I think... will bring up Hondo on every podcast I do about Star Wars from now until the day I die. Hey, I love the Brave Inferno Squadron on this one because it is it's the name of the podcast but... and it is all about them. Yeah. So, but, but no, but like, I, I like really, that. Yeah, I think that I think that that would be kind of kind of a cool touch and like kind of a. You know, those are they're popular characters. It's kind of like just a nice little nod to the fans of that show that can go out there and spawn in as Rex or Fives or Heavy or Echo or any of those guys. So see now, one thing that instead of maybe adding a whole new like subheroes for them, yeah. that's where you could really actually play into cosmetics. Totally, you're right. You could like just, you could get a skin that. for a Heavy that turns them into Fives. Yeah, totally. Stuff like that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be something uh, that they that they could look into, um, which I would love. I, I would say the one thing I would want them to add, and this is just wishful thinking, which I think is, is quite possible in future DLCs, is I want a PvE mode. Like a group PvE mode. Like, I want a raid. Or some sort of variation of that. Something like a group of five people can go in and it be not against other players, but against, yeah, like a raid. Yeah, Galactic Conquest would be like that, though. I think yeah. that that could work. Yeah, that would be like a similar thing. I know you didn't play that Battlefront, but it, it, it would be like that kind of a, it like spanned the battles and it was fun. Like planets and stuff. Like I think yeah. that would be, it would be a similar what you're what you're asking for is similar to what Coleman would yeah. want. So, I, and and maybe they'll put that in. I mean, I think that would be that would be kind of a, an interesting addition. That if they have enough of the maps built and stuff like that, just kind of requires them to build the bot AI at the end of the day. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I think they can add it down the road because eventually yeah. PVE, I, I hate to say it, is going to get old. If all you're doing it is going in and doing these battles against other people, sometimes people want something more than just going in PvP. Mm. And that's where you need to introduce PvE. You need to yeah, get no, a nice absolutely. mix between the two. Um, either that or in future DLCs that add to the story mode, which in yeah. turn would be more PvE content. Yeah. And Hondo. And Hondo, of course, yes. Mm. Always Hondo. If if uh, Bosk can be in the game, Hondo can be in the game. That's a little different story. Nope. Sorry. Nope. Yep. Hondo's way better than Bosk. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. Yeah. Crickets. Crickets. You can deal with it, because you know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Bosk is Bosk was fun in the first game. I'm sure he'll be fun in this one too. Oh, I'm not saying he's not fun, but he's not Darth Vader, Rey, Luke Skywalker, Palpatine, Boba Fett, and ne and neither is Hondo. Exactly, but Hondo is definitely better than Bosk, or bigger than Bosk. Mm. Yeah, he's a Hondo appeared in Clone Wars and Rebels. But didn't so, he, he's in two different series. Oh yeah, he, and he's in Rebels. So he appeared oh. in two Star Wars franchises. 
I think we've hit our Honda limit for the day. Oh, yep. damn it. Fine. It's always the sign of the end of the podcast when Kurt goes yeah, on a rant once, about once start, Hondo. Once you, once you start getting on your Hondo stuff, it's time It's time to move on. Yeah, it's time, time, to, time to pack it in. All right, fine. Well, uh, well, thank you all for joining us for our initial Battlefront podcast uh, with hopefully many more to come. Uh, if you have yep. any questions uh, would like, you would like us to answer, uh, please email us at infernosquadronpodcast at gmail.com or at uh, Twitter. Uh, our Twitter page is at Squadron Inferno. Um, as always, you know, everyone will say this, iTunes reviews or reviews are much appreciated, good and the bad. Let us know what we're doing good. Let us know what we need to work on. Um, and until next week, you know, just keep waiting. We only got, what, 14 more days. Two weeks. Yep. yep. Two, two weeks, two weeks to the day. Uh, anyone who pre-ordered um, for early access will be able to play the game. So not that much, not that much of a wait left. And uh, I think we're all, you know, getting pretty excited for it. And um, we'll be back next week with a little bit more of a preview and uh, a little really bit more in-depth look at yeah. you know some of the gameplays, some of the characters, stuff like that. So yeah. um, until cool. next week, have a good one.